scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level two begins now, now, now. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between, including Paul Bovey and George Kurtz. Bovey's already been uh, booked and processed. Now we bring in George Kurtz uh, next in level two. And, um, you know, we put our batting helmets on because uh, we're stepping onto the diamond. We talk some World Series in level two. The Los Angeles Dodgers uh, look to finish off the Tampa Bay Rays. They send Gonsolin to the hill. Snell counters uh, for the Rays. Uh, but uh, we have business in the National Football League. Los Angeles uh, is the place to be as the uh, L.A. Rams victorious tonight against Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears might be the worst 5-2 and two team in the history of football. Uh, yeah, it's not that bad, actually. As a Buffalo Bill fan, I remember the Bills were like 5-1 and one or something with Trent Edwards, and we were pretty bad. So there's been some bad teams. You know, the Raiders that went 12-4 and four with Del Rio a few years ago, whatever it was, you know, they weren't very good. They were 12-4, and four and they had a point differential of plus 8. <laughs> All right? It was like the lowest point differential of a 12-1 team in the history of the, the NFL. Uh, but nevertheless, it doesn't matter whether you're good or not. It matters what your record is. And the Bears are 5-2. and two. It is what it is. Uh, the Rams starting to put it together a little bit uh, right now. Rams defense is nasty. Uh, the offense are trying to take the ball out of Goff's hands. And um, I don't know, though. I still don't see this uh, this genius stuff with Sean McVay. It gets a little old. Like, is there some prerequisite that every broadcast crew has to, like, gush about what a genius uh, Sean McVay is? You know, they talked about this is why the Rams offense is, the, you know, is always the most prolific in the NFL. Like, the Rams offense is not the most prolific in the NFL. The Rams offense scored three points in the Super Bowl, all right? They're not. You know what I mean? They, they're not, like, prolific. They're, they're mediocre. They're okay. That's all right. Better than average. They're a good football team. But, you know, I'm just tired of this McVay stuff being a genius all the time, all right? Whatever, man. Winning counts, right? Like, you know, scoring points counts. Everyone's a genius now, right? Everyone's a freaking genius. Everyone's the greatest ever. Um, so we broke it down. We took a look at the numbers. We'll jump into some more college uh, point spreads. Uh, but let's talk World Series MVP. Um, and, and listen, we jumped in on Mookie Betts. Doesn't look like Mookie Betts is going to get this thing. Looks like it's uh, time to turn the page on Betts, literally and literally. Seager, Curry, not Bob. This is Sports Rage. Bent it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. some bad news for you. Oh, no, Marge, I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Sports Rage. Late night continues. Bring it. I am uh, Gabriel Morency. We're throwing it down uh, right now. Level two has uh, begun. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if George Kurtz is, is ready. Does George Kurtz have his batting helmet on right now? Because we're throwing heat here. 
Uh, you're stepping into the uh, you're stepping into the box, the big leagues, the World Series, nothing but fastballs, high heat coming in. George Kurt steps up and in from Long Island, New York. What's up, George? How you doing, Gabe? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Tonight's been an interesting night. Uh, you know, I had a choice, Gabe. I had, I had a hockey game tonight, and I was thinking, ah, you know what? Maybe I want to stay home, watch the Monday night game, and I'll skip the uh, the ho- playing hockey. And then the owner called, you know, you can ref afterwards too. I'm like, all right, now I'll come down. You know, it rinks a half hour away. It was a miserable night out. And after watching that football game tonight, which I just finished, I made the right choice, Gabe. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, you did. And, you know, listen, I, I complain every time the Chicago Bears are on TV, but I get it. They're a big TV market. It's what? It's the, you know, it's like the third, third, fourth biggest market in the country. So it is what it is. But the thing is, nobody really cares outside of Chicago. And, you know, one thing with the Rams, too, and I said this before the game, actually, tonight, George. Like, the Rams are supposed to be flashy. And they hype up Sean McVay every week, and I was just bitching about this again. But they hype up, like, the Rams and, you know, flashy uniforms, flashy stadium, flashy offense, flashy coach, flashy cheer. Like, everything is, like, sizzles, right? Ooh, Hollywood and stuff. They're a boring team, bro. You know what I mean? They're not. Like, they're not. This isn't Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, bro. They're not like they're they're not some glamorous team. Like they had a good fun game against the Bills, but look at the game against the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like the Rams, the Rams almost realized we can't win with Jared Goff throwing the ball 52 times a game, and they're playing more smash mouth right now. But I knew this game was going to be a bore, and I hate betting unders, George, but I bet the under. Yeah, you did the right thing here. I mean, th- that game was it was painful to watch. Listen, I started about midnight Eastern time. Like, I, I couldn't wait for this game to get over. I'm like, this is terrible. Both quarterbacks were terrible. You know, I'm going through my Twitter feed now for the past five hours. So you tweeted about Foles. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I think they have to go back to Trubisky. Not that I love him, but Foles is just – he had one good oh, run with Philadelphia. Better? Other than that, they just they have to Absolutely. go to him, don't they? He, he, at least he can run. At least he can run and do something. I mean, Foles is not the – does anybody truly think Foles is the answer here? There's a lot of there's a lot of um, a lot of bad quarterback play in the NFL right now. I don't want to do this to you, but um, are you ready for Ben DiNucci? Yeah, do you have a Ben DiNucci jersey? Uh, I'm gonna have to work on that. I'm gonna have to work on the Ben DiNucci jersey. Uh, yeah, Dalton is uh, in concussion protocol. He maybe plays. Does it matter? I mean, really, at this point, we played this game last night with Cam. When's the next Dallas win coming from? Next preseason? And I don't say that to be funny. I mean, uh, when's it coming? They play Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, thing? Baltimore. At this point, yes. You know, and I, I think Dallas realizes it too as we hear that Everson Griffin's on the trade market. I wonder if Alton Smith's going to end up on the trade market because they know yeah. it, it doesn't matter at this point. Dalton comes back in. The offensive line is, uh, I mean, it's a switch, Swiss cheese. I would trade him. Backup, backups playing. Uh, with that contract, I don't. I think he's not tradable till after next season. I don't think they can uh, move that I contract. I doubt yeah. it. Uh, his contract, contract. They, the way they had it set up is two years. Two years they can get out of it. And uh, they won't, well, you, if you think about it, Lamb's going to end up being the number one guy. They, Assuming Gallup stays, and Gallup yeah. might be a free agent after this year. So uh, Cooper is extraneous, and you'll need to save money on the cap somewhere. So what do you do, though? And I know they said, oh, they, they you know, Jerry Jones, oh, we're going to dock as our guy still. I, I posed this question earlier about the Jets. You have Sam Darnold, but. Trevor Lawrence, you know, really, let's say the Dallas Cowboys pick, really do pick, like, you know, one or Top two, three. and, you know, pe- pe- people love Justin Fields, too, the quarterback. Are they going to trade the pick? They're going to take, well, what do they do? Like, you know, let's say hypothetically they're the worst team in the league. 
don't know if they are. I guess yeah, the I Jets play, will be. I played this game too. I think the Jets only because the the Jets are, haven't won a game. So Dallas has won two. I don't see the Jets winning three. I don't think that can happen. I, I think Dallas could lose out. Maybe they win one more game. You're right. Dallas. But I think Dallas could five, lose out. But not. Yeah, you're right. Top five, but yeah. not on top but, one, uh, two. I think Jerry Jones then has to. The over leverage goes back to Dak here because Dallas could franchise him again next year for 37 million, which would be their plan. But if they're in position in April to take Justin Fields, also you you either you have to sign Dak right then to a long-term contract and then trade that pick for you know multiple ones or whatever multiple picks in the next season, next couple of seasons, or you have to take Justin Fields and Dak is gone. You have to do one or the, the other. Coach? Right? You, well, who's the coach? McCarthy can't be the coach. Like this, this is a disaster. I think they would already fire McCarthy, no. but if they fire McCarthy, Jerry Jones just looks like the bigger sort of, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, be Jerry too has, harsh. Jerry has but... to admit he made a mistake. Exactly. Jerry has to admit he made a mistake. Exactly. And yes, that's, exactly. And that's and not easy. he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I mean, do are that. they going to go after Eric Bieniemy? Right? Are they going to want? I think they're going to want an offensive coach. Are they uh, they going to go to Eric Bieniemy? Are you going to want Lincoln Riley again? Play Lincoln that Riley, game with him? Yeah. Uh, he, he's going to want a big name, I would think. I think that's why he hired McCarthy, because McCarthy was the biggest name available. And Lincoln you know, so Riley's I would, I not yes, man. At the Riley again. Lincoln Riley's not going to give up full power, because one thing about college is they make more money in college anyways than the NFL. Like, some guy, you know what I mean? So the pay structure's bigger. They kiss your ass in college, too, George. You know, the media's nice to you. The boosters are nice. You get free stuff, and you get $8 million, and you get free stuff. And you're in control. Like, you're like a god of the state. You know what I'm saying? Like, the state troopers are your personal, like, valets and stuff. And you give all that up. Lincoln Riley's not going to give that up. Like, you look at Cliff Kingsbury. They gave Cliff Kingsbury power enough that so much power that they they they, they were willing to throw their number one pick under the, under the bus. That's power. You know what I'm saying? And I heard last year... And Sooner Lisa's, uh, she's not here tonight, but diehard Sooner fan. She knows the insides of this stuff. But I heard basically like the Lincoln-Riley stuff was sort of a non-starter because Riley sort of put it out there like, yeah, I'm not. I hire the staff. I'm in control if we're doing this type thing. They they do know each other, though, because Lincoln-Riley recruited uh, recruited the grandkid, the, the son, the quarterback, Jay, Jay, you know what I mean, Stevens' right. kid. Yeah, so um, Lincoln Riley does have a relationship with the Joneses. He does know them. They, dude, the last time they were successful, it, the Dallas Cowboys, they hired a college coach and Jimmy Johnson. And then, hey, say what you will, Barry Switzer doesn't get credit, but he won a freaking Super Bowl. Well, he won it with Jimmy's players. That's why nobody gives uh, he still won. Barry. Uh, he still won. Well, he still won. But you think since then, right, Barry was in the mid-'90s, 95. Uh, they've only hired one coach since then that you would say had control, and that was Parcells. And that's because they had they were they were an embarrassment for ten years, right? So they finally had no choice. I don't know is Jerry embarrassed enough right now to do that, to give up control? My guess would be no. I don't think I think Jerry's senile. I'm of the belief that Dallas will never be a consistently good football team until Jerry's out of operations, so he stops making these I decisions. Know. You yeah, know, Steve, I can live with. They think Steven's all yeah. right, but Jerry's a problem. Yeah. I don't know. At this rate, George, I swear to God, like, I, I'm not even I, – I was kidding the other night about it, but I threw it out there. I'm like, it wouldn't shock me if they fired McCarthy and made Kellen Moore the coach. <laughs> you know, like, Kellen Moore oh, just God. keeps getting, like, promoted upwards. You know what I mean? He fails upwards. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Will, they, will they hire the right guy anyway? I mean, with Jerry, even if he fires McCarthy, which I think is going to happen, the players have given up on him. I mean, Eric you watch Bien- the games. Eric Bieniemy 
great fit. Great fit for the players. You, you, if you have you have Cooper, you have C, you, you don't drive. What do you drop CD Lamb for if you're not going to have an offensive mind, right? You bring in Eric Bieniemy, and Bieniemy will take the job, bro. It's a glamorous job, even though you're not. It's still the Dallas Cowboys. And the thing is, this guy's been screwed over and passed over, George. So like, if someone offers Bieniemy the job, he's going to take it, whether whatever team it is, he's going to take it. He doesn't have a choice. He's been screwed over. He's the best coordinator in the league, and he gets bypassed every year right now. So he'll take the job if the Cowboys offer it to him. Four trades late night. Waiting for you to jump in, George, but I appreciate it. You heard the music, right? So you're like, all right. I've made that mistake before. <laughs> that poor rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. Wait, all right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports Trace Late Night continues. I am Gable Morenci. Get on the grid. Throw it down uh, weeknights uh, here and Sundays, six nights a week. Uh, we're hardcore, except Saturdays. Uh, we do Saturdays, uh, but um, you know what? Hey, I think six nights uh, six nights is enough of the rage, right? Although people always want uh, more following the great uh, Scotty Farrell. You got bagels and bad beats coming up on many of these radio affiliates as well. George Kurtz of Sports Grid joining us right now. We were talking football. We could talk football for hours, but let's get into the World Series right now. So uh, the question is, George, does the World Series, do you think the World Series comes to an end tomorrow night? Gonsolin versus Snell. So, well, whatever. Gonsolin starts, bro, but a token start at that, George. I mean, what did he, last week he got, what, four batters? (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. I I guess the Dodgers are hoping that he gets through two innings. What's your take on the matchup, Gonsolin and Snell? Well, I mean, it's in the uh, Rays' favor. I mean, you said it. Gonsolin, I believe, pitched an inning the third last time. Now, Roberts did come out today, well, I guess yesterday, and say that he wants Gonsolin to go further, that he does want him to pitch, be a real starter. That's probably all talk. I don't think they're going to keep him in. If, he get, if he's getting hit, he's going to come out, and then they're going to play the bullpen game. Uh, Snell, Dodgers, don't hit lefties all that well. Snell has pitched uh, solid, but uh, we know that for the most part, Cash, you're going to go about 20 batters or so, and then you're coming out. Right, he doesn't like his guys to go through the line for the third time. He's not going to have Snell go there. With the day off, the bullpen probably does. Edge goes back to Tampa Bay. Fairbanks should be well rested. Nick Anderson, rest of is not pitching well anyway. Castillo should be rested. I think this game series is going seven games. I'm going to give the edge to the Rays tomorrow. But I don't know if they can hit. I just don't know if they can hit. And uh, they, If they don't hit home runs, they don't score runs. You know, I think we saw the, the pressure maybe hitting them a little bit, trying to steal home the other night, which I thought was great, by the way. You know, I I mean, when's the last time you saw that? 
I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought he might have been, might have been safe for a, a minute. He wasn't. The, uh, there was a replay that showed he was out. But then again, I thought he was out at third base. I thought he did come off the base there. So uh, it was fun, but I think the Rays are going to have to keep doing that, trying to manufacture runs somehow rather than praying they're going to hit a home run. You know what? They they So they steal home, and I tell you, I love it as well. It's a great World Series of two great baseball teams playing baseball, right? They're not just slugging their plays. It's just good baseball. Um, so I, I love the aggression. Make the other team make a play. Make the other team make a play. And I don't think uh, Clayton Kershaw gets enough credit for not balking. You know, it was it was you know perfect throw. You know, throw was a lot, but he got the ball there. He didn't balk. He didn't panic. And not enough is made about that about Kershaw uh, and and handling his business and throwing Azarain out like that. Oh, you're 100 percent correct. Because people forget. Uh, a pitcher has two choices. He can either continue with his windup and you know and deliver the pitch. That's fine. But if he's not going to do that, he needs to step off. You know, he needs yep. to step off, and then he can throw in any way and he, he wants. And, <laughs> and he did. Right? He stepped up with his left foot and did it. And that's amazing to me to have that kind of forethought because once again, that fast. We don't see this. Right? We don't see this. When, when was the last time you can yeah. remember? And especially in a playoff game, not even a World Series, a playoff game, someone stealing, straight steal of home. Not a double steal, not a delayed steal, a straight steal. We don't see it. So if a Kershaw Jackie should Robinson know that. Jackie Robinson with the Dodgers? <laughs> that's the first that's thing awesome. I said with Cam last night. Jackie Robinson. Uh, there, were, there were others, by the way. I think the one was in the Cardinals, maybe 08, that was brought up. And then I think the Minnesota yeah. Twins back in Ricky the uh, 90s Anderson as well. Did he was not one up, name that came up. No, no, he was not a name that came up. So like I said, it's once a decade. It's literally once a decade you're going to see this. But I thought it was wild. Saturday night's game might have been the first baseball game. Listen, I have no rooting interest in this other than some bets. Uh, I don't care if the Dodgers win. I don't care if the Rays win. I'm probably rooting more for the Dodgers because I'm a Yankee fan, so I can't like the Rays. But uh, that game was wild Saturday. I mean, you, you, you're really on the edge of your seat. It's almost like a hockey game seeing all this. So they were scoring in eight straight half innings. That was a fun game to watch, and it's – I love baseball, but it's rare I say baseball games are a fun game to watch where you're going bananas with it. I don't, uh, I don't think the series has been fantastic so far. Last night was sort of quiet, but uh, like I said, that game Saturday was I might have been the best oh, World crazy, Series yes. game I've ever seen. Yeah, it was right up there. And I said Azarena, Margot. Um, I was thinking about Azarena for the for the MVP, which I was going to get to the odds. I got too many too many names popping uh, going here. You're right, George. Yeah, I listen. I'm a diehard Dodger fan. I was gutted after that loss. Like, I was literally in shock. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even, it wasn't like yelling and freaking out. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. Like, from from booting the ball, like, whiffing on the ball in the outfield to, like, to Will Smith, like, to just to Jansen, everything just made me irate. And I was just like, I can't believe what just happened. I was like, really, guys? But then they responded and they came out. And uh, and they, they you know, they, they responded early. They put runs up on the board. I think it's up to the Dodgers. A lot of pressure on Snell. A lot of pressure on Snell. I think the Dodgers can get to him. And it's up to the Dodgers to to put some runs up early and just run away with this thing. Don't let it go seven. Don't let Morton, you know, Morton beat them in a game seven already. So don't let it go seven. Put runs up. Put the pressure on the Rays. Put a quick four spot up. And then put, you know, put the pressure on the Rays to score runs and get out of it tomorrow. I think it's up to the Dodger bats to be out for blood early tomorrow, George. Absolutely. You want to put the pressure on the Rays. They're already having trouble scoring runs as it is. You can get up 2 nothing, even 2 nothing early. That puts pressure on them. They know they now they got to score a three. You know, and uh, maybe they'll the grip the bats team, a little tight. 
Going to raise bat first. Raise bat first here. I almost like prefer to bat first okay, in this situation with six. the Dodgers. We're back, yeah. Yeah, we're, back, we're back to game six that we switch. All right. Uh, I just think, once again, uh, Dodgers have been here before, right? They they always make the World Series, it seems like. Rays, okay, not so much. So there's more pressure on them to do uh, you know, to do it. I think if you can get score first, obviously it's huge in any game to score first. But I think especially here, I think the Rays would be in trouble. Because, once again, they're only scoring by the home run right now, it seems like. They're not piecing together hits. I think you saw it last night a little bit. First and third, nobody out. Right, That was a good game up until that point. And then also we got the pop out, the strikeout, thrown out at home, it's trying to steal it. And then the game was over. And that was like the fourth inning. They, they, it's like the Rays never had a threat after that. It was like you'd feel, you could hear the, you know, psh, the air go out of the balloon there. So uh, I think the same thing tomorrow. You get up early, you take some of the jazz out of this team. Uh, I, I'm Maybe I'm being a fan here. I want the series to go seven. Mainly because, let's face it, there's nothing else to talk about anymore once baseball ends. Uh, I want I want it to go seven. I'm home tomorrow. I'm home Wednesday. I want to watch these games. Yeah, I don't. I just want it to be over. Let's just get this, get it over with. I can live. Yeah, we'll have a quiet Wednesday. It is what it is. <laughs> like, it is. It is what it is. I don't need the stress. On a record right now, if you think the Rays are going to win tomorrow, it's, it's good value jumping on the Rays to win the series. They're plus 130 uh, right now. MVP race still pretty wide open, in my opinion. Um, but... You know, I it, I don't know. When what wide open it is and it is and depends on how this stuff plays out. Like is it, if it goes seven games, then there's a lot of you know there's a lot of bad bats and there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen and there's a lot of heroes that potentially could step up. But let's say the Dodgers win tomorrow night. Um, they win the World Series tomorrow night. Corey Seager is gonna be the MVP, right? Uh, I took Mookie Betts coming in. Mookie had a great game one, but he's he's hitting 227 in the series. He started he's faded as the series has gone on. He he did have a you're right. He, Mookie Betts is not going to win the MVP. I think you're right about Seager, mainly because of the entire playoffs. You can make an argument Justin Turner, Muncie, yeah. Kershaw could be a little bit you know. Listen, George, games, yeah. I got the numbers. I have the numbers here. All right, so Corey Seager, 17 at bats, he's hitting 471. He's got a 609 OBP, 842 slugging percentage. He's hit two home runs. Um, and as you stated, he's I mean, also been he's consistent through the playoffs, right? He's been, but Justin Turner, an overachiever, a guy that the media likes. And Turner's numbers are pretty sick, too, George. 22 at bats, hitting 364, 391 OBP, 818 slugging percentage, also has uh, two home runs. You know, Turner hits another three-run shot or something. He might he, he might be able to pass Seager. Uh, this is how deep the Dodgers are. You talk about Max Muncy. Muncy's hitting 389. He's hitting 389 in the series. 611 slugging percentage with a home run. We got Clayton Kershaw with the two wins. I think Kershaw got hurt. If Kershaw would have won the World Series yesterday, I think the sentimentality might have put him over the top. A hey, won two games, one and five. Dodgers win. Let's give it to Kershaw, but now I, I don't see it happening. Uh, Kiermaier's having a good series for Tampa right now, George, too. We can't discount him if he makes some plays. Yeah, that they, uh, the Rays have to win game six and game seven. There's no way Kiermaier's yeah, winning those win. guys. No, no, lose. exactly. Yes, yes. All right. I, listen, I, going back to Kershaw here, I just wonder this, though. If Dodgers win tomorrow and it's quiet, what I mean – Seager doesn't. Seager and Turner don't do anything. Muncy, for that matter, as well. I don't think Muncy is going to get it over the other two, but I think he deserves some recognition. I could see Kershaw possibly sneaking in here. I can, but you're probably right. The fact that he, you know, he's not going to pitch in Game Six. If it goes Game Seven, he has to throw an inning or two in Game Seven, and great relief, maybe a save. 
then I might go back to Kershaw. You're asking a lot there. Uh, I just want there's going to be some sentimentality, I think, with Kershaw. I think uh, sort of the face of the franchise here, the grief he's gone through about all the playoff failures in the past. Now he came up big in two games here. I do wonder if that plays here. But my guess is because of all the noise about Seager, uh, deservedly so, by the way. Not, that's not a put down there. I think it will be Seager unless he goes over the next eight. You know, does nothing in game six, nothing in game seven, and then, you know, Turner does something big or Kershaw does come in and pitch a couple of innings in game seven. Uh, I think it. Uh, the, I think the odds on favorite would be Seager. Uh, George Kurtz kicking it with us. Uh, George, so uh, Dave Roberts was criticized. Um, and listen, he's he's all over the place. It's the third time in the World Series. So he's doing whatever he thinks can get him across the finish line this time because he probably doesn't have a job if they don't win uh, this time. But uh, Urias got taken out, you know, after four and two thirds. And people were wondering, like, man, he's got nine strikeouts. Um, you could leave him in. You know, I got to believe that he's available for a couple of innings tomorrow. I mean, you got Walker Bueller in your back pocket. You talked about a Bueller Kershaw in your back pocket. It can't just be Dustin May. It can't, just can't be the bullpen. And we'll get your thoughts on the other side. But Urias is a good pitcher, and, and he's young. He, he can give the Dodgers a couple innings tomorrow. Uh, let's, we'll get into this on the other side. Sports Rage Late Night. George Kurtz, Sports Great Ticket with us. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy on. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. Rain last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Sports Rage, late night, continues to bring it. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down. George Kurtz kicking it with us. Uh, we're just talking World Series right now, though I did want to get back to some NFL uh, news with the NFL trade deadline uh, approaching. Uh, so, uh, George, um, Gonsolin goes. We talked about it. May always scares me, but he was effective um, last night. Uh, so, you know, don't, not going to be surprised to see him uh, a couple of innings. But I got to believe, like, Urias is a young guy. Have we seen the last of Urias? Do you think he pitches again in the series? I think there's a chance he pitches for an inning or two tomorrow. Oh, I think everyone outside of probably Kershaw is available tomorrow. Like he'd be the only person who's not available. He had a day off. Uh, I don't know, man. If you need a save, you don't think Bueller come on be that ninth inning guy? I think Bueller would be available in that case. The close out wouldn't matter for Wednesday then. But odds are you're right. I mean, I don't think they will use Bueller, but I think they would think about it. You know, if it's a 4-3 lead, you don't want to bring in Jansen. It's the right situation. You have Bueller Wall throwing up there and ready. I think it could be. Uh, Urias, I think, is certainly available. You mentioned for an inning or two. Uh, I thought, listen, I thought Roberts screwed up Saturday. I thought he made a couple of mistakes. Uh, one, he kept Baez in twice, really. It was take him out of the first uh, after the first blown uh, lead, and you yeah. kept him in an extra inning. It, even after you told him he was coming out, and then he blew another lead. You know, I thought that was a mistake. Only having Gratterall throw seven pitches Saturday. 
seemed weird. And actually, not having Gradwell pitch uh, last night was weird as well. Although he had pitched right. three straight days, I'm sure that had something to do with it. So uh, I think listen, I think it's all hands on deck. Anybody who's available comes in here. I am sure Roberts has a plan because, I mean, what's the best case scenario for Gonsolin here? Four innings, five at most, if everything uh, goes three. right. But I think you got to prepare uh, for three. three. I think you need to prepare three. for three. And who's going to come in after that? Ideally, I think they want him to go through the order once. If he can get through the order once, they're going to not not to. He's not a stud. He can't do it like three times, right? Like you said, Cash can, you know, will live with even Snell. He doesn't like going through three times uh, the uh, the lineup. It's just you know completely different, the era that we're in right now, right? So George says we're going to go seven. George says we're going seven uh, in this uh, World Series. So uh, we're a couple of weeks away right now. Um, well, a couple of weeks away. No, not a couple of weeks away. It's uh, whatever. I'm bad with dates. Everything just gets jumbled up. The, the NFL trade deadline's coming up. <laughs> it's next Tuesday, right? Next Tuesday. A <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Uh, it was a couple of weeks on Friday when I was talking about it. So uh, and then next Tuesday. It's also the election next Tuesday. It's going to be crazy. What do you think? Did you see the story? Did you see the uh, Did you see the Andre Hopkins? The story about the Andre Hopkins on the way to the football game? There's no, a, uh, no, there was a I don't. There was a Trump caravan, all right. There's a bunch of Trump caravans going on everywhere, you know. You know, people like you know yes, slowly I driving, don't. waving flags, and you know what I mean, and all that. So they were on the road like YMCA, near the stadium, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So they were on the road near the stadium. DeAndre Hopkins basically like drove by, but DeAndre Hopkins has a convertible, so Hopkins like gave them all the finger. People are all pissed off. Good for him. Hopkins, Hopkins drove by and just, and people are like, hey, that's Hopkins. And of course, you know, everyone's filming everything nowadays. So he's on camera, he's on film. Like, yeah, he's giving the finger to the Trump caravan. Um, uh, people, uh, people, people are unimpressed. But you know what? When I saw that and I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, man, people are like, Clay Travis going to have a field day with this one. <laughs> so, I saw that. I was like, wow, people are going to get mad and whatever. But I was thinking about it, George. I was like, the people are free to have a caravan, right? And he's free to give them the finger, right? Isn't that what America's about, freedom? It would be freedom of expression now, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get yeah. I'm not trying to get you in trouble here and get political, George. It's, it was football related, right? I just thought it was a funny story with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, here. Um, so, yeah, the NFL trade deadline coming up. And I tell you what, I said this last week. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. Normally, no, normally, dude, we don't even know when the NHL trade deadline is. Like this, uh, you know, the, uh, the the NFL trade deadline, right? Like the, it's not, it's sort of like, um, like the NHL is a big deal in Canada. Um, you know, hockey fans go crazy for the trade deadline. I don't know why people take work off and stuff like that. And I don't get it. It's a bunch of fourth-line stiffs that always get traded. Nothing ever happens. It's interesting. The NBA trade deadline gets a lot of hype. Baseball does. But football, George, people don't even know there is one. You know what I mean? Like, there's never trades in the NFL. Like, there's never big-time trades in season in the NFL. You know, maybe before the draft and the offseason, et cetera. Uh, but this year, George... Man, it seems like there's just everyone's in business. Everyone's looking to sell. Look, your Dallas Cowboys looking to sell right now. Word is the Houston Texans are saying, give us a call. Who do you want? Um, New York Giants reports our Giants want to get rid of Evan Engram. And Evan Engram's a good football player, but you know, they don't like him. 
Um, there's going to Cincinnati Bengals, AJ Green, Hawkins, Dunlap. They all want out, um, and they're going to get traded. Like this is going to be the busiest NFL trade deadline ever, George. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons here. Uh, one, there's a lot of haves and have-not teams. There's a lot of teams that are done. You know, the NFL did move up the trade deadline a couple of years ago to try and get more activity. It'll never be like the other sports because it's hard. You can't trade for a quarterback. Even if you did, that quarterback would take them. weeks to learn the system. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense here. You need to be able to get plug-and-play guys. Running backs would work. Right? Just get Why a handoff and go. Uh, Why would they get to learn the route tree and chemistry? I think that's – I don't think that works either. Uh, pass rush. Yeah, but if you're ultra talented, if you're ultra talented, right, it, you know, they'll accept it. But you're right. The scheme thing is tough. In football, it's tough. But you're right. This year, it, you know, you're it, exactly, George. There's so many teams with talent that aren't going anywhere, that have abysmal records. Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, Minnesota. Um, and then you get the dregs of the league, the Bengals, you know, who are just looking to rebuild. Um, you know, the Giants who are looking to rebuild, et cetera. And then you have all these good teams that can really just sort of pick the studs that they want right now, George, right? It's going to be an interesting market. And there's two more things. One, I think we're going to see more trades this week than we anticipate because of the five-day COVID rule. I mean, you can't go into the uh, – you can't start practicing for five days. You've got to you know, make sure you're, oh, yeah. you're not positive. So if you, do, if you make the trade on Tuesday, you can't play that Sunday. All right, it'd be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, unless you have a Monday night game, then I guess you could. So uh, I think we'll see more it's trades Sunday this week night, huh? rather than next Sunday week. Sunday night, a ton of deals. <laughs> right, I think, like right after the game, Sunday night. Right, right. That's yeah. I think you'd you'd see that. Uh, also, you're gonna see teams next year. The cap is gonna go down 175. Maybe it goes up a couple of ticks more because some teams can have fans this year, so there'll be some money. But maybe it's 180 at most. You're gonna love to see these bad teams we're talking about. Love to drop salary. Of a guy who's just not a you know more than a one-year rental that has a contract, they'd love to get rid of him, you know. So I think that could happen as well here. I think we will see trades. I think Seattle has to get a pass rusher. They have to, you know. I don't care if it's uh, you know, it's Everson Griffin from the Cowboys who they talked to. Uh, Griffin chose Dallas over Seattle when he signed with them, but they got to get somebody there. So I think we're gonna see a, a pretty decent amount of movement, but I don't think we're seeing any. Julio Jones is not going anywhere. I don't think we'll see anybody of that ilk, but I think we'll see some movement. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked. Sure. Yeah, Julio. You can't trade Julio Jones. Contract. Right. That it, it, contract it, is yeah. it's un, it's unmovable right now. And plus, though, if you're Atlanta, you you know you're not Atlanta can turn things around quickly. They just need the right coach, the right you know. I think Matt Ryan's a problem, uh, but um, so other stupid NFL stories. There's a story here. I don't know if you saw this one, uh, George, about uh, Jeff Garcia. Well, uh, if you remember Jeff Garcia, former quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. and uh, yeah, he was in the CFL with the Calgary Stampeders. He wasn't a very – he was okay in the NFL, but he's now a, a Bay Area analyst and uh, Niners stuff. And um, for some reason, instead of talking about the Niners, he went on a diatribe about how Cam Newton, like, shouldn't dress the way that he does because he doesn't win. Yet, I don't know what Jeff Garcia – you know, I – I understand if you're just some dude on Twitter and you want to take a pot shot at, you know, Cam Newton's fashion sense. But if you're a former quarterback and you're giving analysis on a San Francisco broadcast or show, what Cam Newton wears is none of your business. Like, what do you care? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like Jeff Garcia seemed to be really offended. It's funny because people posted all kinds of pictures online of like Jeff Garcia dressed like an idiot over the years. 
Um, it's just it's stupid. You want to criticize Cam Newton's play, but starting to talk about his wardrobe and you know the jacket that he wears after the game, like really, kind of stupid, George. Oh, agreed. Why would you care? I mean, uh, granted, I wouldn't wear what Cam Newton wears, but anybody who knows me knows I have no fashion sense whatsoever. Maybe it does make sense what he wears. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting and funny to see what he's going to wear at these interviews after the game, but I don't care. It has nothing to do with football. He's not going to play better if he dresses in jeans and a shirt, right? I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't know why Garcia would make those comments. Sometimes I wonder if these guys just make these comments so that we will talk about them. That we'll be talking about Jeff Garcia now. So now he's out there. Yeah, but now we're talking about Jeff Garcia being an idiot. It's not like Garcia. It's not like people are like, yeah, Garcia is right. People are like, dude, you're an idiot. He even talked about like him not playing well publicity. because of it. About like how like he's not playing well because of it, like almost. Uh, because of his whatever, I don't know. It just it was it's pretty weak coming from a former quarterback. You expect that from a talk show host, you know what I'm saying? But from a former quarterback, yes, it's yes. like really, like I I you know I get it if like Mad Dog Russo goes off on Cam Newton's wardrobe or something, but you know it's and listen, I've criticized players, but it's, I don't. It has nothing to do with his play on the field. It has zero to exactly. Do. But when I talk about got players, a lot of issues. Say, it's not what like he wears. I'll just say, hey, listen, you look like an idiot, but I I don't care. I'm sure he thinks I'd like, like you said, you know what I mean? I'm sure he thinks, you know, he wouldn't wear what you wear either. He'd be like, I'm not going to get caught dead in that T-shirt. <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? He's like, probably uh, right, yeah. It, go, yeah, it, go, it goes both ways. Right? It's, it's, it goes both ways uh, for, for everybody. And our last, uh, our last dumb NFL story of the night here involves your Cowboys. As things are so bad right oh. now, and this defense is so bad, uh, Mike Nolan can't even get through a freaking Zoom meeting in a press conference <laughs> without getting Tabasco sauce in his eye. This is a true story. So he's doing, he's doing, he's taking questions from the media, and he puts his hand on his eye, and he's like, oh, oh, and he's like a porn star after a money shot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my eye, my eye, and. And then it turns out he he just ate and he had Tabasco sauce on his fingers. And he got hot sauce, Tabasco sauce, in his eye. And he had to stop the press conference. Like, George, like, this is rock bottom. Like, I thought the Cowboys, like, when the Cowboys were 1-15 and stuff with Jimmy Johnson, at least they were drafting players and going in the right direction. Like, this is like Benny Hill show, bro. Like, it's a comedy of errors, George. Like, you can't even get through a Zoom meeting without Tabasco sauce in, in your eye? What the hell's going on? When you talk to Cowboys, but overall... You know, when they were bad in the 80s, uh, late 80s, uh, with, even with Jimmy Johnson, the end of the Landry era with Jimmy Johnson, all right, it was annoying, but they were supposed to be bad. We knew they were going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. no shock there. They went 1-15, 3-13. This season might be, for me, and I've been following the Cowboys in Starbuck, might be the worst season ever because they, although I never thought they'd win a Super Bowl, I thought they'd make the playoffs. I thought they'd win the division. A you know, once again, they were losing the, the wild card round and with divisional round. So this, this for me, this might be the most disappointing season ever. Yeah, that's saying something too. Like you said, there's, there's, you know, remember the Steve Berline era and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Well, they still might win a division. Who do you think wins this division? You got 10 seconds. I'm thinking Washington. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia. They'll, they'll manage. The, they're the best coach team. I don't know. I don't know. I think Washington might have the best defense in the division. George, great stuff tonight. I appreciate your time. George Kurtz, Sports Grid. Portrait Late Night continues. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Quick as 120 minutes in sports. Tonight, no exception. Again. Again. We appreciate everybody uh, tuning in in the late night uh, hours. Uh, shout out to uh, to Rico, a hardcore uh, listener. We appreciate uh, you tuning in, uh, Rico, and the kind uh, words. Shout out to our main man, uh, Nate. Uh, Crash, uh, as he's also known, in Los Angeles, uh, California. I know uh, Shell Dog was kicking around uh, earlier uh, in our chat as well. We got King Ganja. Uh, Dallas in the house. Uh, we're well repped. Uh, Grinch in Arizona. We got New Jersey uh, repping here this evening. Uh, we've got uh, Toronto uh, in the house. So uh, we're international uh, tonight. So uh, thanks to Paul Bowlby for uh, for joining us, um, who's always international. I mean, Paul was in like Thailand or something like for like the first six months of the pandemic. He's just been back in LA for a couple of months. He's a globetrotter. And uh, thanks to George Kurtz uh, for kicking it. Uh, with us. Uh, we're going to break down the World Series on game uh, time decisions at 6 Eastern on many of these radio affiliates and of course on the Sports Grid uh, networks and all the platforms and uh, we're on every video uh, device known to mankind I believe including um, including Sling Sling, Roku and uh, whatever else uh, you watch uh, you know Amazon TV, Samsung TV Apple TV <laughs> every, every TV it's funny, all these TVs, except not on your TV. I guess you can't get it on your TV, but on your phone. We'll break down the game, but listen, I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. <laughs> and you're not laying 590. They're minus 590 right now. The number keeps coming down, guys. People don't believe in Gonsolin. A lot of people believe the Rays. And listen, it's not going to be easy for the Dodgers, but I don't think it's going seven. I think the, I think the over is the play here as well. The total is eight. I'm going to bank that the Dodgers are going to come out swinging and they're going to come out and they're going to put a ton of runs up early. They're going to get to Snell. It's going to be like 5-1 or something after the third inning for the Dodgers. And then it'll be the hang-on fest. But the Dodgers have been so close. I don't think they want this going seven. I think and I, I don't, I, we're getting value because Gonsolin's on the hill. We're betting on the Dodgers' bats, not the pitching here. Snell is kind of running out of gas in my opinion. Other than that, you're on your own. Dodgers win, baby. Bring it. 